Hey, welcome to Craft Beer Bucket List with Big Ray and Mike, where we review beers you have to try before you die. We're just two guys enjoying craft beer, doing a podcast, having fun, hoping you are joining us on our journey. This is episode nine of Craft Beer Bucket List. How's it going, Ray? It is going fantastic, Mike. And what a, what an intro there. It's like uh, you just pull that straight out of the sky and let it flow through your vocal cords to the listeners. Gotta, gotta be present, genuine, and a man of the people. Okay, whatever, whatever <laughs> you say. I, I don't know. It's, 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 just, right. you know, it's coming. So, uh, how's it going your way? Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's good right now. Um, you know, a couple episodes ago, we talked about how cold it was in Oklahoma. Uh, today it got to 71 degrees. Oh man. And, uh, we're supposed to be back down in the twenties tomorrow. I think that's our high is like 20. So it's like, what, what gives with this weird weather? Uh, well, I mean, it's been chilly and drizzly here the whole day. So, uh, I was looking forward to doing a podcast where I can have some beers and warm up and all that. But it's been kind of like a when people think of weather in Seattle being kind of cold and drizzly. That's what it was here today. Yeah. Well, you know it's about to be, Mike. It's about to be cool and hoppy. Oh ho ho ho! Yeah. Waka waka waka. Yeah. So that you know, now that I I think about that in my head, it sounded like I tried to say happy but hoppy. I was thinking hoppy instead of drizzly. But whatever, beer makes it better. It's all good. All right, and uh, I'm just going to segue myself right out of this mess, Mike. Um, I'm just going to talk about the beers we're going to drink. How about that? Amen. All right, so tonight, Mike and I are going to be sharing Ellie's Brown Ale by Avery's Brewery. Uh, after that, I'm going to be uh, drinking a Guava Gose. Did I say that right, Mike? That's as close as I can think. All right, good. And uh, that's going to be by the Collective Arts Brewery. And uh, Mike is going to be drinking an Oktoberfest by the Yeehaw Brewery. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty good lineup. Uh, I know I say that every week, um, but I think this it's a good lineup because we pick the beers we want to try. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I, I like that lineup, especially for a cold day. I'm uh, I'm excited to have the brown, and then the follow up with an Oktoberfest. I like Oktoberfest beers, so I'm okay drinking it well into November. Uh, it's kind of the last of the, the, the herd for this seasonal, but um, I'm excited, man. Yeah, no, I am too. Um, so both of these are going to be first tries for me. Um, so there's a, a good number of beers that I've, that I've had before that we've reviewed on the podcast here. But every once in a while, it's nice to give a, a real account of my first experience. So I, I enjoy that, mixing it up a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so you ready uh, to dive in? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So uh, Ellie's do it. Brown Ale. Do it. Yeah, tell us about Avery Brewing. So I will do that. So uh, Avery Brewing um, is a regional brewery located in uh, Boulder, Colorado. Uh, they opened their doors in 1993. Uh, they have a a good run of year round beers, uh, as well as seasonal beers. You know, that's pretty common. Uh, a lot of breweries do that. Um, but they've received praise, um, you know, via competitions and festivals. Um, looks like, uh, in 2015, they won an award at the great American beer festival. 
So kudos to them for uh, getting some recognition. And I tell you, I mean, as time goes on and all the beers that are in the GABF, man, winning a medal there uh, means something, I think. Oh, yeah, because there's uh, so many entries. And uh, to get anything at all out of that is, I mean, that just speaks to the quality of the product. Yeah. And I think, you know, obviously like IPAs and all that, you know, there's uh, certain categories that are harder to place in. But anyway, go ahead. So in uh, another, you know, in this is going to speak to to people, you know, in, in a couple different ways. <laughs> um, but in 2017, um, they sold a 30% minority stake of their business all. You know, so that no longer allows them to be considered a craft brewery. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that, the brewers. A, yeah, to be a craft brewery, you got to be, a certain percentage has to be owned, can't be owned by any, any big place, right? Mac right, 25% is, uh, is what the Brewers cool. Association has set forth. All right. So they're so, uh, so sad, Avery, you're no longer craft. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it is, it is what it is. Um, I'm sure they didn't change the recipe or anything. Their beer is probably the same. Um, so I, I think the beer they make can still, other than that, you know, uh, it, it is craft beer just for the sake of the name of our show, craft beer bucket list. Um, I don't know that a 30% minority stake is going to change the way the beer tastes. So I still tell everybody, go check it out. Go give it a shot. Sure. Yeah. Well, um, because this is a good beer, Mike. Yeah, so I, I, I had a couple of sips on it as we're going here. And um, uh, so a little bit about the beer. Um, and, the, and the reason I picked this up, so I'm the one that picked this up at their store. I saw it. I'd heard of it before, but it's got a, on the can, it's got a, a, a little graphic of a chocolate lab. So a little bit of backstory is I, I, got, I received a present of a chocolate lab puppy, maybe 2002, 2003, somewhere right in there. Um and I had that uh, chocolate lab for many years. She passed away a couple of years ago, and she was probably the best dog I'll ever have. I mean, I've I've got a, another dog now that's a sweetheart too, but just a wonderful dog. So you know, she'll always have a soft place in my heart. Um, so when I saw this, I, I was immediately drawn to it for personal reasons. And then I like brown ales, so when I saw that it was a brown ale, I thought, well, I got to pick this up. So I picked you and I up a can and went from there. But so this beer is five and a half percent ABV. That's, you know, pretty standard, you know, right in the middle, not too light, not too heavy, not very hoppy at all. Um, but I think the, I think the, you know, this, this brown ale, LA's Brown by Avery, um, tastes great. I mean, that's, I think it's, the taste is on point. Period. No, spot on. If whenever I go for a brown ale, this is what I want. I mean, they just straight delivered, you know, just like you said, uh, a brown ale is a very specific type of ale and it just hits those, you know, crystal and chocolate uh, notes immediately. Um, it's got like a, a brown sugar maltiness, maybe some, uh, you get like a, a nuttiness out of it, Mike. I'm oh, getting yeah. just a kind of a, just a nutty undertone, maybe oh, some vanilla. Yeah. So, um, you know, did you just move in your chair when you did that? Cause I heard a weird noise. No, I, uh, I put my glass down a little bit too hard. Actually. Oh, okay. Like Cause I came through the over. headset and it was like, Whoa. Yeah. 
Yeah, so no, that's fine. No, it, it happens. Uh, we keep it real on on craft beer bucket list. Um, I tell you, uh, I'll, I, I like the. I'm getting like a, a brown sugary vanilla y type flavor uh, out of it, and I like it. And honestly, no. When I when I leave it sit in my mouth, um, you just leave it sit in the back of your mouth for a minute. Yeah, I, I definitely get some of that. I don't get it on the front side. Um, but something I, I do like about a well-crafted beverage is, uh, you get those different flavors front to back. I, I really enjoy that. Um, just that overall experience of, of picking out or having the ability to pick out those layers of flavor. So this, the, the, the look of it, so it's got a very, very dark color to it. it so although it's an American brown ale, it pours and in, in the glass, it looks like it's a porter. I mean, it's got it's got a deeper brown than just a regular brown ale to me. A lot of the brown ales I've seen, um, you know, it's got that nutty vanilla malty flavor to it. Uh, I think the malt comes in a little bit, you know, with the brown sugar, the maltness coming through, just like a, just like some other good beers that I like. And then, you know, I'm, you know, I'm getting a, a, a kind of a not like a coffee flavor, but but an earthy coffee-ness to it um, as well and something else that i you know i hit on a lot with the what i noticed i hit on a lot and i'm just going to keep going with it is the carbonation um so the carbonation for this one uh from my end man carbonation is perfect it's 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 not for for a brown ale it's got some carbonation but it's not like fizzy or anything like that it is perfectly balanced as far as that goes um, I would say this is a pretty darn good brown ale. No, and I, and I have to agree. Um, this isn't my, my go-to style of beer, but I enjoy a brown ear, a brown ear, a brown ale on occasion. Um, I tried to say beer and ale at the same time, and I just said the wrong thing. Anyway, uh, so no, a brown ale is a, is a nice change of pace, and this is one I enjoy. I'd be happy to pick up um, a few more of these and put them down. Yeah, so... Uh, before we go to our first little break here, um, I would just say, you know, this is, um, Ellie's Brown Ale by Avery Brewing Company. And I would definitely advise somebody putting this on their bucket list. Yeah, no, this is great. Fine, Mike. I'm glad, uh, you shared this with me. You're welcome, sir. I think that means we got to go to a break. Yeah, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back, guys. All right, man, we're back. I want to know what you're drinking over there by yourself. So I am drinking a beer. A beer is good. Two beers is better. Three <laughs> beers, beers is better, better than that. Yes. So, uh, no, I have gone in to drinking uh, my beer from the Collector's Art Brewery, or Brewing, um, the Guave Gosse. And uh, I've got to tell you, Gosse. So I, I grabbed this, Mike, for, for two reasons. Uh, one, the can art is just phenomenal on this beer. Tell us, tell us about the can art, man. I, I like hearing about can art. I think it's cool. So, of course, you know, I'll have a photo of this up on Instagram. Uh, but this just caught my eye immediately. Um, the background in most of the can is this really vibrant hot pink, right? So it's just eye-catching. Um, but it has a, a picture of a goose, right? Uh, very it's easily depictable that it's a goose, but it's a, uh, kind of a non-standard type of art, if you will. 
this to me looks like a, a Photoshop creation. And it has some, uh, some plant life in the back. That's a very vibrant blue. Um, but the, the blue they use goes very well with the hot pink and also the colors that they used in the palette of the goose. So, uh, very, yeah, cool. so very, very artsy and, uh, you know, uh, collective arts is known for supporting the arts. I mean, obviously it's, it's in the name. Um, but the visual arts in uh, art like this is really a big deal for them. And, uh, all the, all of the, uh, the, the beer selection that I saw had something very similar to this. Um, not necessarily the color palette or the brightness, but just very super cool, unique art. So, uh, for me, that was one thing. And then, uh, you know, I was in uh, New York again last week on business. Um, I, I wish I can remember the name of this liquor store I found, but they had a, a section dedicated to just beer and it was like its own store attached to the liquor store. It was huge. Uh, they just, probably had just to have different beers there. Yes. Just different beers. And of nice. course they had your run of the mill, you know, um, big brewers, you know, stuff in there, but they had sections. And when I say sections, I mean like whole aisles, like what you'd see in a grocery store dedicated to craft beer from around the U.S. And I even so, put on Instagram. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. You go first. So I was excited, Mike. Um, I found a, uh, a beer that's made in Oklahoma City, and they had like four or five flavors of beer in this store on Long Island. I was just nice. like, what? Yeah. So Prairie Artisan Ale, or, uh, so Prairie Brewing, Yeah, um, uh, they, they have beer in New York. Who knew? I, I had no idea they distributed that far. Yeah, they're like, they're like prestige. They're worldwide. Yeah. So I was like, wow, I was excited just to stumble on that. Yeah. So, and then I picked this up too, Mike. I've never seen a Gosse before. Gosse. This was brand new to me. So I'm like, you know what? Um, plenty of other people I'm sure know about these, but um so this is my first time ever to uh, to consume this. So it's a German style beer. A little bit of uh, sourness to it. So it does have a little bit of sour. Yeah. Can't do it, man. I'm not a sour guy. No. I mean, there's a lot of people that say I am sour, but I'm not a sour beer guy. <laughs> no, man. So are you telling me you'd never try one for the show? No, I mean, I'll try one. It's just, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's harder for me to get one. Like, so if, if it's bad, I can't drink it. Like it's the, the, the taste and the sourness doesn't dude. I had a sour beer and I don't want to hijack this, uh, this beer that you've got here, but I had a sour beer at Braxton labs and just outside of Cincinnati. It was, I think it was like blueberry strudel, uh, was the name of it or something like that. But it was the first sour I had that I'm like, this is really good, really good. So most of the sours I'm not a fan of. Like I, I don't, I don't, I don't get into them. Um, and the same thing with the Gose is, it's, it's harder for me to say this is a great beer when I just don't believe it. It's not my, it's not my taste bros or whatever you want to say. <laughs> right. So, I mean, so so while I would try one, I, it, most of the time it's kind of like being in Kentucky. Everybody drinks bourbon, right? Right. And they're all like, hey, uh, do you like bourbon? I'm like, nah, you know, I'm not really a bourbon drinker. You know, this, oh, you have a bourbon, it's good. Oh, well, you know, I don't know that, you know, everybody gets you to try bourbon. And I just haven't, I don't know if it's me or if I haven't developed the palate. I don't know. But I just tell people, if you've got good bourbon, do not waste it on me. 
don't do it because I just, I can't, <laughs> it's not, it's not my thing. Like, you know, they're like, Oh, this is a $400 bottle of bourbon. That's fantastic. Keep it to yourself. I, I want to appreciate, <laughs> I just want to appreciate it. Like it should be, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, not, not every flavor speaks to every palate and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. I just don't, I just don't so, want them pouring me, you know, you know, a $400 bottle of bourbon or a shot of it or whatnot. And then me thinking, oh, well, yeah, it tastes just like the uh, $20 bottle. Like, I mean, you know, whatever. So that's my little rant. I apologize. Carry on. <laughs> so, I, you know, typically I don't go for the sour beers either. Um, I'll enjoy one on occasion just for a change of pace. Um, but this I can add a, a gosse uh, to my repertoire now. Um, and say like this, it, it's, it's yummy. Um, I know that's not a, a term, you know, your pro beer connoisseurs would use, but I like it. Um, it does have some sour notes right off the bat. Now, when I first poured it, honestly, it looked like grapefruit juice to me. Um, so it has, you know, that, that citrusy type, you know, look and feel to it. Um, it, it's got some, some strong lemon, uh, maybe a, I don't know, like, like a coriander mm-hmm. flavor to it. I was about to say cilantro. Uh, they're the same thing, but I think coriander is more appropriate term here. And uh, maybe uh, there's like another fruit in this, Mike. Uh, I want to say guava, maybe. Guava. I mean, that's the name of it, right? Yeah. So, which which totally makes sense because it's literally printed right on the can. Um, <laughs> so I'm glad I was able to, to pick that out. Mm. So, but yeah, you know, enough of my, my silliness. Uh, again, it, it does have some serious guava notes. Again, it says it right on the can. Uh, but no, overall, good, good sour beer. Um, it's not overly sour. And, you know, it has some tart and sweet notes about it, but it's really, uh, it's kind of refreshing. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, that's kind of the point, I think, is it's going to be a, a nice, refreshing beer to kind of I, th- I think you know it, it sits in the same category as some other beers where it's competition for the wine drinker so right. you know if, if you that. like to drink wine this is where you may pick up a beer that you like as well yeah and uh, you know i've got to know we talk about food on here a lot this is not a beer i want with hot wings <laughs> i'll yeah. just come out and say it yeah. um where it's sessionable it's delicious and uh, I, I would recommend somebody give this a try not with wings. So I was at Buffalo Wild Wings the other day and they came out with a new sauce called Classic Buffalo. Really? Yeah. It's Did you good. like it? No, it was really good. Oh, good. I, I'm going to give them kudos. Like, it was really good. I'll, I'll go back and get it. I hope they keep it because, you know, it says new or, you know, for a limited time or whatever that says, you know, on there, but. I tried it out. I was a big fan. I was watching the Dallas Cowboys game on Sunday is what I was doing. No, right on. So I, hey, I at least they won. Dude, let's not even get started. I'm glad yeah. they won. We'll leave that for another another <laughs> rant yeah. outside of the podcast. That's right. That's right. So, so um, any, anything else with your beer? I mean, what, what do you think? So what, what beer are you drinking again? So this is the Guava Gose. Um, by Collective Arts Collective Brewing. Arts, that's right. Yeah. And so, and and they're in Canada, right? So oh, we, they we're started trying to find out Canada. some information on this. Yeah. So we both looked it up, and uh, we both found that they, you know, they were started in Canada, 
um, they they moved south, and I found where they opened a, a, a distribution location out of Chicago, Illinois. Um, but interestingly enough, when I look at the can, you know, this is where it got wonky for us. It says it was uh, brewed in uh, Wanaki, Wisconsin. And I could Google the address and whatnot, but I couldn't find anything specific about the location in Wisconsin. Yeah. So maybe I didn't Google hard enough or use the right search terms. Um, but in any case, they're, you know, multi-country, you know, uh, friends yeah. to the north out of Canada. And they make a really good, really good beer with really awesome can art. Uh, so, again, they support the arts. And I know you found some stuff about that as well. And I'll let you dive in a little bit to, uh, with what you learned. But, uh, no, they're doing great things. They've expanded and they've grown. And you don't do that unless you have a quality product or, uh, or you're a total spoof. You know, I'm leaning towards they make a really good product. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, and what I liked about them is on, somewhere on there it talked about supporting artists and musicians and, you know, really getting into that role, looking at the, the local talent that they can bring in and kind of support um, doing art shows and having kind of an art gallery. And they, they do some uh film debuts and that kind of stuff so i mean it sounds like they really support those creative arts and you know i'm not i, I can't draw a stick figure that well to be honest um i mean people i'm well known for my terrible outlines of states um, so when i when i see when i see people that can create this amazing art um it's really you know i'm i'm, I'm impressed so the the fact that they're supporting all that you know, it means a lot for me as somebody who can't, I, you know, I'm glad that they're having a local venue where people can kind of come out and show their work and express what they're doing and all that kind of stuff. So that's what I really liked about it. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. I mean, and even craft beer in its own, its own right is an art. Um, and, and I appreciate the fact, just like you were there, where they're supporting other artisans and different, you know, media and types of art, you know, just bringing all those things together. Because uh, what a great way to do that, you know, um, it was with food and bevy. And uh, it just brings people together. We're either an artisan or somebody that appreciates the arts. It really just reaches a lot of genres and types of people and brings them together. And I'm all for bringing people together. We live in a world of some crazy separation. And I don't want to get into that. But anything that supports people just getting together, I'm on board with. Do you know, do, do people still go to poetry slams? You know, I'm sure they do somewhere. So I, I just remember Poetry Slams being a big deal a while back, like in the 90s. And as I was looking through there, I'm like, oh, they must have a Poetry Slam. And I didn't see anything about a Poetry Slam. I, and I don't yeah. know why Poetry Slam stuck in my mind, but I was really expecting a Poetry Slam. Yeah, you know, I'm sure if you go to a bigger, like, I'm sure L.A. and New York City have, you know, venues for that type of art. Yeah. Uh, but it's not, it was mainstream for a short time in the 90s. It was, it's still a cool thing, um, but it was mainstream for a bit. So who knows, maybe in another five or 10 years, uh, we'll see it again in a collective arts will host. Yeah. Have you ever been to Poetry Slam? I have not attended one. You know, I used to watch them on HBO, you know, some years ago. Yeah. Uh, was it Deaf Poetry? Um, and uh, I, I certainly enjoyed it. It was new to me at the time, but it was something that I could appreciate. Yeah. I mean, I've, have you I've been never been to one either. No, uh-uh. I, it's one of those things that I think, uh, I think I should put that on my, my other bucket list, so to speak, but. Uh, I've never been to one, but I always thought, man, it'd be cool to go experience that live and in person. Yeah, that would be cool, man. So uh, add that, yeah, add that to the bucket list. Yeah. So I'm adding, uh, I'm going to recommend that everyone else add this beer to their bucket list, Mike. Um, 
I'll give it four thumbs up. I'm going to take your thumbs and hold them up too. So, and, uh, so collective arts, Guave Gosa goes on the craft beer bucket list. Absolutely. Cool. So no, we've got two two on the list to add tonight, Mike. It's time for you to tell us about your beer. Yeah, so I'm drinking Yeehaw Oktoberfest. So Yeehaw Brewing Company is uh, out of Tennessee. Actually, they've got four locations. Johnson City, Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, and then Greenville, South Carolina. Yeehaw Brewing, I could not find much information on, man. I'd be honest. So I got this beer um, from a friend, and I thought, well, this is kind of cool. You know, I like Oktoberfest beers. Actually, I love Oktoberfest beers. Um, so let's go find out some information about Yeehaw. And so you can you can get online, and you can find these locations, right? And you pull up the pictures, and they look fantastic. It looks like a, a very touristy-type um, attraction where there's a lot of places to do stuff around the brewing area. So they got like outdoor cornhole, they got a patio and all these cool pictures, but there's not much information about the brewery. Like there's not, I couldn't find any real history about it. Couldn't find any unique stories about it. So, you know, they have a lot of, so even across their four uh, locations, if you look on Facebook and on, you know, these different places and whatnot, they have kind of the same little, uh, snippets of information. So, you know, one of them is, uh, says they're about fun and balance. And then they talk about having high gravity beers, um, and award-winning, they have an award-winning dunkle. Um, so they, 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 they say kind of the same stuff. So overall, I couldn't find a whole lot, but what I did see the pictures on, uh, you know, the, the Google and all that, the picture of these places make them look super cool. Um, so it kind of, you know, it looks like it'd be a fun place to be, but as far as the history and stuff, I couldn't really find a whole lot. And it just being, being honest. So I was kind of, in all honesty, I, you know, like I said, I like Oktoberfest beer. So I was more interested in beer anyway. Um, so I've, I've had a couple of drinks of it while you were talking about uh, your collective arts beer there. So Yeehaw Oktoberfest is a, uh, I mean, it's an Oktoberfest German Mertzen. Um, It's a good beer. Uh, it's 5, 5, 5.8% ABV. Um, it's a seasonal beer that they put out. <clears throat> so they, uh, you know, in a, in a classic German Oktoberfest style, they've got the the light blue, white checker flag background on the can. And it's just a, a very large, um, looks like a fermenter that, uh, you know, says Yeehaw on it, uh, on there. And then it says Oktoberfest seasonal lager. So um, so actually on the can, it says 6.0% ABV. So, uh, just a little update there, but anyway, so the can art, like, while while it's neat and it's very traditional, there's nothing crazy or innovative or creative about it, but I kind of like it. You know, it's very traditional, uh, straight to the point and the beer. So I've, like I said, I had a couple of drinks so far and I'm about to take another drink. So I got to ask, yeah, um, is, uh, is there not a picture of a donkey on there somewhere? No. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Every not. time I hear "Yeehaw," I think of the old TV show. I watched reruns that when I was a kid with my parents. No, absolutely. It was always that goofy donkey. I'm like, you know, coming from Tennessee, I wonder if they went that direction. Just I haven't seen the can yet myself, so I just I just got to know. But apparently, it's not there. No, no, it's not. I mean, really, beyond the uh, blue and white checkered flag in the background, 
the fermenter that says drink yeehaw beer on it and then Oktoberfest, which is the name of the beer, seasonal lager, there's nothing else on there. I mean they got the they got the normal stuff like um the warning and the and the description and all that kind of stuff. Um but there's the, the artwork isn't there's nothing creative about the artwork really. But I think but I don't want to sound bad when I say it because I don't think so. I think it works. It's very traditional and I like it. Yeah, so, there's wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's very it's a very um uh, it's got very good color for an Oktoberfest. Uh, so it's got um, this amberish color. Um, it's not completely uh, clear, but it's it's pretty. It's translucent. It's clearish. It's you know it's um, just got amber color. Um, it's very very light um, floral and herbal notes. Um, so you get a little bit on that and. Get a little of that bready, biscuity flavor. Um, just, um, just very, very slight. Um, you can taste a little bit of maltiness to it. Um, it's not malty heavy like some of them, um, but it definitely, um, definitely is there. I kind of like it. Uh, I think. Um, I don't know. It's. So for let me let me have another drink here. You know, I got to make sure I'm doing this correctly. I think the carbonation is really good. I think the flavor for me is not exactly what I was hoping for for an Oktoberfest, but I think the flavor is a little bit toned down, and I think that would be great for a lot of people that are uh, going to an event. And you're drinking more than one of these. And so you want the flavor to be a little bit lighter um, and not hit you so hard in the mouth when you take it in and all that. Does that make sense? No, it does, definitely. Um, you know, I, I think it's a pretty I think it's a pretty uh, normal Oktoberfest for an American brewery, in all honesty. I think that you're gonna get very similar beer flavors here um, at a wide range of different breweries. You know, everybody's going to fluctuate a little bit, but I think this is would stick right in the pack, do very well. I just, I, you know, I want mine with a little bit more body, a little bit more flavor, a little bit more punch, I would say. Um, but you know, like, like it, it just sits very lightly. It's not too heavy in the mouth. Um, the flavor doesn't attack you very, very much from the front to the back. So like, um, you know, overall, it's very uh, easy drinking, drinkable, whatever you want to call that, right? Right. Um, but anyway. Is it sessionable? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, usually, you know, I don't know. Sessionable to me means when I hear that, I usually think it's really light ABV or it's, you know, just the taste is you can really drink several of these in a row. So taste-wise, I think you can. I think you can very well drink several of these in a very row. I think when you, when some people think session, they think of a very low ABV at 6%. It's not. Um, no, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's a good, it's a good beer. Um, you know, I think, um, I think there's room for improvement in all honesty, but I, th I think it's uh, worth it. So, I mean, so that's Yeehaw Oktoberfest, you know, and I, I'm not sure where this is uh, distributed, how widely the distribution is on this, but, you know, if you're looking for an Oktoberfest and you want to try something a little bit different, 
because um, I know we we reviewed several different Oktoberfest beers earlier on in the previous podcast, and you know they worked well. Uh, I, there were several of them I really liked, and uh, I think this one isn't quite the, to that point, but I like it. I would drink another one. So would you put it on the bucket list? I would put Yeehaw Oktoberfest on your bucket list. All right. Well, there really you go. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. So tonight we've had uh, three beers, um, Ellie's Brown Ale. Uh, we had the Guava Gosse and an Oktoberfest, and uh, we're going to put all three on the bucket list tonight. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so that's awesome, man. So another great episode. Um, Mike, you ready to t- take this one out? All right. I want to thank everybody for listening to episode nine. Ray and I have a ton of fun doing this. I think uh, I speak for both of us in saying Ray's beer, the Collective Arts Guave Gosa, my beer, the Yeehaw Oktoberfest, and the beer we tried together, Avery Ellie's Brown, should all go on your craft beer bucket list. One thing we enjoy is getting messages from everybody. So if you're one of the folks that have sent us a message on social media or whatnot, thank you so much. Uh, continue to tag us in different things you're doing, whether it's uh, showing us beers or whatnot. And uh, we have a lot of fun, and we hope you have fun, and we hope you'll join us for episode 10. Absolutely. So I'm with you, Mike. I appreciate everybody listening to us. I love the the interaction on social media, which reminds me, in the description of this podcast, wherever you get your podcast, whether it be Apple, Spotify, Google, and uh, others that are out there, um, again, I appreciate you taking the time. Look us up on Instagram. We post on there um, probably the most. And again, I, I appreciate the thumbs up, the likes, and the shares with your friends and family. And uh, I look forward to uh, visiting with you all on episode 10. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Thank you.